test one, test two. <laughs> hey, witty bitch nation. <laughs> it's Allison, and I'm back. I'm back here right now. Uh, I'm still working on relaunching Witty Bitch. I want this podcast to be kind of an overall, it's pop culture, but we go really heavy on Bravo because you know, look, my old Instagram bio said I was raised by housewives and wolves. And honestly, in high school, for summer stage, I played a wolf in a production of Beauty and the Beast. So basically, I was raised like that. <laughs> but I'm also fascinated with the world of pop culture and just everything. Um, again, this is a kind of a soft release of Woody Bitch. Or, you know what, a medium, a medium. There's over easy, over medium, and over hard. <laughs> over hard will be when I have my, you know, official theme song up, all of that. Because I just want it to be the best listening experience possible for all of you listeners. Because uh, there's nothing worse than like a podcast where it's like, you know, when it sounds like I'm underwater. And I'm the first to humbly admit I'm not amazing at the technical side of things. Or I'll rephrase that. I'm amazing, but it takes me a very long time to get there. Am I right, ladies? Or am I right? <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been a while. Because the soft, oh, when I said it's a medium release, the soft release, I'm referring to the episode that I tried to do just like right off the bat. <laughs> like, I got bat out of hell, that Super Bowl one, which I stand by. I stand by my Super Bowl. <laughs> I think, combined the Housewives and the Super Bowl halftime performance on that episode. But listening to it, I was just like, ooh, I can make this cleaner. So still working on it. I, I kind of want to start this episode with like, the opening to Can't Fight the Moonlight from the Coyote Ugly soundtrack. And I, I don't know if I'm going to insert it or not because I had it up and then I was like, wait, is Leanne Rimes going to sue me? Because Leanne Rimes just, I don't know, she strikes me as someone that's just always ready to sue. Like Leanne Rimes is just out here. Like I just feel like she has like an attorney on speed dial. She strikes me as that. She's very petty. I always think, I, I mean... Coyote Ugly. In my mind, I still think uh, Piper, whatever, the one that played the main girl in Coyote Ugly. Maybe I should have done some research on Coyote Ugly if I was going to, you know, name drop that movie. What a flick. But um, Piper, well, she was also in the Steve Martin Cheaper by the Dozen. Her like, boyfriend was Ashton Kutcher in that. She's a good one. She's an oldie, but a goodie. Well, not, not oldie as in old, but just like so many... So many like movies from that era that I watched with her in them, and I always forget about it. But yeah, I just Leanne Rhymes. I think of that movie, and then also like the you know Brandy Glanville. How can we forget? <laughs> and uh, for those of you that don't know, Brandy Gan Brandy Ganville, <laughs> Brandy Glanville's ex, Eddie Cibrian, I believe, cheated on her with Leanne Rhymes, who was also cheating on her husband, whomever that was on the set of some Lifetime movie they did together. And you can go, that, there's a whole, that's a black hole of Googling that you can fall down if you want to. But there's so many other things to Google. But I do remember one of the main things was, I mean, that's, that's what brought Brandy to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So, you know, out of the darkness comes great things. 
in my opinion, because Brandy's a quintessential that fills. Lover or hater, so many storylines we got from Brandy. So many. You gotta love it. But one of the main things I remember was that, like, I guess Leanne Rhymes, like, lost a lot of weight once she got with Eddie Cibrian. Cibrian. <laughs> Am I saying his last name right? Oh, wait, he's a piece of shit. I don't care. <laughs> so, so Leanne Rhymes will be suing me promptly after this is released. <laughs> Send thoughts and prayers. Send thoughts and prayers. <laughs> but the main, I'm really, really dragging this out. <laughs> And the main thing I think of with her is how Brandy Glanville said that Leanne was addicted to laxatives and always had them with her. And one time when Leanne and Eddie, Cibrion, had the kids for a weekend or something, one of her sons got into Leanne's purse and thought it was chocolates and ate them and then got really sick because he ate, like, as a young child, ate a, bun a bunch of laxatives. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my word association. Leanne, Leanne Cibrian. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to come back, just put this out here because frankly, I don't know, just everything, pop culture and Bravoverse, like just celebrities and the housewives have just been getting after it this month. And I am bursting at the seams, as you all can probably tell from my, um, from the way I just ranted for, for about 10 minutes about trying to just get to the punchline, not the punchline, but just the overall story with the Brandy Glanville, Eddie Cibrian, <laughs> Leanne Rhymes, Can't Fight the Moonlight, Coyote Ugly. <laughs> I've been driving everyone in my life crazy uh, because all I do is talk nonstop. I have all this pent up, this pent up witty bitch energy. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Even if it's a little bit messy, as long as the audio is clear, let's put the, let's put the podcast out now. Like, put that Virgo energy away. I'm a Virgo, so I'm like, and I live in LA right now, so I'm, <laughs> I go by that stuff. <laughs> I No, I believe in, vaguely believe in horoscope stuff, but we're known to be very perfectionist and just, like, organized and freak out all the time. And I've been, like, too hard on, like, it needs to be perfect. It needs to be perfect. I can't put out the podcast. It has to be perfect. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just put it out because perfect – it doesn't exist. A wise man once told me, perfection is for quitters. <laughs> to which I said, that's not true, and I'll make things perfect. And I failed at that. <laughs> so maybe I need to take a little bit of that on. <laughs> maybe I was wrong, maybe I was right. <laughs> but I will always strive for perfection, but be gentle with myself when I cannot achieve that perfection. And I hope that you all are gentle with yourselves too. And I've just been... I've. The pent-up witty bitch energy is so strong. <laughs> witty bitch nation. The WB energy, I would say that, but then I know I'll get sued. I don't need that frog coming after me. But I just wanted to shout out to, uh, to a few people that have reached out, and I found out, again, technologically, not a superstar. <laughs> I, my iPhone is still from 2016, and it's just because I don't like change. <laughs> like I'm like the old man from Up. But I did want to shout out really quick, I hope it's cool if I say, just your first names, but a few people have reached out, listeners have been like, hey, where are you? Are you okay? What's <laughs> and I love that, but I just wanted to shout out Lillian, Melissa, and Natasha. You guys meant so much to me. I got your messages this weekend, and I was just like, oh, 
Um, it just like, it made my, I read them on Sunday and it made my Sunday. I'm recording this on Monday. And boy, oh boy, am I glad that I'm recording it on Monday because um, just to, to break down the podcast for you, I'm going to start with just some random celebrity gossip. Obviously, the like fucking Kanye, Pete, Kim of it all. And uh, various shows that I've been binging, all that stuff. And then I'm going to end with an kind of an overall coverage of Housewives. I know I've missed... I mean, um, fresh off of the RHOR podcast, and then transitioned over to Witty Bitch solo. Hopefully with guests sometimes, though. I love talking to people. I don't know if you can tell. I love it. (laughs) I don't know if people like talking to me (laughs) or if they love it. Do you love it? But And then I'll end on My Housewives, but it'll be kind of an overarching Summary of just OC, Jersey, and Salt Lake, which just won't end. It won't end. But I'll do that, and then starting next week, it'll be much more streamlined to specifically that week's episode. All right, so let's start. Okay, first, we'll do the Kim, Kanye, Pete shenanigans. In my notes, it's just all caps, shenanigans. That's that's what they're doing here. Um, If you don't know... Yesterday, Sunday, what was the date, I guess? Sunday, March 13th. Yeah, that's right, because today is the 14th. It's, it's pie day. I don't like pie, and I don't like math. Actually, that's a lie. I love math, but I don't like pie. Well, I like the crust of pie, but neither here nor there. I don't know why I'm telling you guys that. But So yesterday morning, Sunday, I mean, it's been an ongoing thing. If you don't know... Uh, basically, Kanye and Kim have had this very messy divorce, very public divorce, very drawn-out divorce. Kim is dating Pete Davidson from SNL and tattooing his whole body fame. Uh, they've been, they finally finalized the divorce, I believe, sometime last week. But Kanye's been very vocal. It's been pretty... His behavior on social media and elsewhere, it sounds like it's pretty murky and pretty not okay, uh... Overall, that part's sad because I think there's a lot of mental health issues at play, but that's also, it's borderline. I don't know. There's all these things, very tougher subjects to follow because it's weird because it's a pop culture story. (laughs) It's a pop culture story. So I like to keep things light, but at the root of this, there's a lot of deeper, darker stuff and there's children involved. So I don't love that. But they've been just kind of going back and forth, but especially Kanye, and notoriously posting these videos or these rants, and then deleting them on Instagram about Kim or about Pete, who he calls Skeet. And he also, uh, I have not seen the music videos yet, just because I haven't. But in his latest two music videos, there's like claymation in them a la the Christmas movies, a la Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Santa Claus is coming to town, but this time it's not Santa Claus, it's Skeet, aka Pete Davidson, being decapitated and or killed in some form. So that's pretty dark. That's not fun. So yesterday morning, apparently it all came to a head. The I know last week the divorce was finalized, Kim took the West off of her name, so instead of Kim Kardashian West, it's just Kim Kardashian. (laughs) Similar to the way with Keeping Up with the Kardashians, 
took the keeping up with off of their name for the new Hulu show they're making called simply The Kardashians. But Kanye was off. He was going on one yesterday morning and just like video after video of like he wanted, I guess he wanted to pick up North and he moved Sunday service up a couple hours so that he could go to Saints soccer game, but he's not getting to see his kids and was just going off. And then Pete Davidson had his friend, who I should have this friend's name in my notes. I don't, his name is like Dave something. And I could be wrong. It's a pop, you guys, we're doing pop culture. We're not doing, I'm not a college professor. This is not world history. So, but he, so his friend on Pete's behalf, because Pete is not on Instagram, posted this text conversation. And it was like, hey, you need to like man up, blah, blah, blah. Like glad, and like, it was something, Kanye responded like, oh, glad to see you're out of rehab and jail, blah, blah, blah. And Pete was like, yeah, it's amazing what those things will do if you actually take on the program, but you need to be a fucking man and stop doing this. And I made SNL not be able to talk about you and so many stand-up comedians not be able to talk about you because I don't want the, like, my girls, the father of my girls' children to be made fun of. I do so much for you behind the scenes, but that'll end. I'm in California for the day if you want to meet up. And like Kanye was like, yeah, where are you or something? And then he was like, I'm in bed with your wife or it. And then sent a, like a selfie of himself in bed. And he's like shirtless and one of his tattoos, it's obviously new, but it says Kim. It's like near his, I guess, left armpit. Oh, but it would be, no, it's on the left side if you're looking at the photo. But I guess if he took a selfie, it would be near his right, like chest, pectoral armpit adjacent <laughs> at the cross street. At the cross street of of Pete's pecs and Pete's armpit is where you'll see Kim. <laughs> just very bold, just K-I-M. Which also is strange because I thought that Pete was not doing any more tattoos. But yeah, everyone was abuzz uh, yesterday morning and afternoon with because it was a whole back and forth with everyone. I kind of, I rolled my eyes. Everyone has their theories on this. My theory, which I believe came true, uh, I think it's all publicity. We have Kanye just dropped his new album. The Kardashians, the Hulu show, is uh, they dropped their trailer, their official trailer, today, the day after all of this. And both Pete, Pete is mentioned and Kanye in the trailer. So I believe this is all just kind of a, it's just the publicity machine. And I'm kind of sick of it, although I'll always keep up with it, pun intended, for the Kardashians. I also think, though, and again, this will be bringing up a very dark, dark thing, so I don't want to go all the way into it, but it, we can't go without mentioning the Astroworld tragedy, which obviously involves Kylie Jenner's boyfriend and father of her children, Travis Scott not Travis Barker of Blink-182, who is dating Courtney. <laughs> Don't mix it up. A tale of two Travises. <laughs> but, but I believe because that took place during filming of the Kardashians, Kardashians, the Kardashians, geez, you take the keeping up out of it and I can't even say the name. Um, but I think because that took place during filming and they want as little publicity towards that horrific tragedy 
It was this concert that Travis Scott put on. They let way more people in than were supposed to be allowed at the venue. Uh, it was somewhere in Texas, I believe in Austin, maybe Houston. But just people died. People were getting trampled to death. It's horrific. There are so many videos, I believe especially on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok yet. As I told you all, my iPhone is from 2016. <laughs> So it's not that I'm against TikTok, although I know a lot of people, there's all these theories about TikTok, whatever. I'm not against it for that reason. I'm just like, I don't like change. It's, that's all it is. I'm just bad at change. <laughs> Ordered the same thing at Taco Bell since I was eight years old. So I just don't like things to change. But um, if you, you can Google that stuff on your own, but just be aware that there's a lot of very upsetting videos because we live in a day and age where we all have ourselves, there's a camera on anyone at any given time. So a lot of people were taking videos of these horrible things happening, but videos in a like cry for help. And uh, I know two people bravely climbed up onto one of the like camera stands. Like there was a, like way up, I guess at festivals, that's how it works. I've also, you guys, shocker, never been to a music festival. <laughs> Aren't I cool? <laughs> but, um, but of these two concert goers that climbed up, like got away from the, from it, and like were screaming at this cameraman, to, like put your camera on the crowd and what's going on. People are dying down here, and they ignored it. But my big thought when I saw all of this um, stuff yesterday morning with the Kanye, Kim, Pete, and even just with the ongoing drama, because I'm like, do we really care? I mean, I care. Obviously, I'm talking about it. I care. It has my attention. But my first thought. With that, and and we'll get to the get off your ass and fucking work promo that they just did for for business advice for women that Kim Kim gave us beautiful knowledge, but that created a if what I'm referring to I believe there there was a video for Vanity Fair or Variety it was for Variety Variety Fair should I just kind of sometimes I'm learning on this solo mission that I'm doing. I'm learning that I need to research way more than I think I need to. <laughs> I feel like that kid in, you know, you're in school and you're doing like a test and you don't know if it's like true or false. So you try to spell true in a way that like also has like, like it also looks like it could be read as false. So it's very vague. So we'll just say variety fair. But there was an interview with Kim, Courtney, Chloe, and Chris, and it was advice, I believe for uh, women in business, business advice. But she was like, I have some great advice for women in business. Get off your fucking ass and get to work. And it's like, okay, Kim. And they released this like the day after International Women's Day. And that created a whole hubbub as well. Uh, and I think that that combined with this, I was like, oh, these aren't... I think the Kanye, Kim, Pete fighting yesterday and releasing of the texts and all that, and the get off your ass and get to work. People just don't want to work these days. And of course, everyone was angry because it's like the Kardashian, like just the privilege and the lack of, like, I don't, the lack of humility and the, like the not understanding your own privilege. I'm like, they aren't, the Kardashians are a lot of things, but messy is not it. Like they are extremely calculated. They're extremely smart. And I was like, Kris Jenner, my queen would not let this slip through the cracks. There has to be a reason. 
And I think that reason is they want to dangle. It's kind of like distraction. Like, look over here. Look over here. Look at the, the crazy variety interview. The get off your ass and get to work. People, women just don't want to work these days. And if you're motivated, you can work. Work. And she, like, screams. I wish I can't do a Kim impression. I wish I could. It's not like my housewives, which I can do impressions. Or I enjoy doing impressions of. But look up the work thing with the Kardashians if you haven't seen it. Because one, it is infuriating uh, because, I mean, it's like, yes, I'm sure that you guys do put in work, but, I mean, notably, Chris reads and manages all their contracts, all of their negotiations, so that would be nice. Like, I would love to, <laughs> I would love to be in a job interview right now and just have my mom be with me and do all the hard parts for me and I just have to shine. It's <laughs> like, because when do you, I mean, hopefully, but like, when do you feel better than, like, with your mom? Like, your mom will always be like, she's the best, she can do this, she can do that, you're so wonderful, all that, like, <laughs> like no, she should be paid, you know, it's like, like, oh, starting salary is, like, 15 an hour, and, you know, your mom would be like, no, she deserves 1500 an hour, <laughs> and, like, would negotiate the hell out of it for you, so I would love if, <laughs> to have my mom negotiate things for me through my whole life, but also, on top of that, you know, when the Kardashians work, it's like, there's someone getting their groceries for them, there's someone watching their children, like, they have childcare provided. They're getting paid millions of dollars a day. Millions of dollars for an Instagram post. So it's silly. It's, I don't know. I just call shenanigans on the whole thing. And not, it, you will get worked up if you watch it. If you let, don't let yourself get worked up. Keep in mind, this is all a show. It's all a facade. It's all, it's all pretend. But I really do truly believe that. I was like, oh, they're doing this because the show on Hulu is about to come out. And they are trying to do everything they can to create all sorts of kind of petty drama. Although the Kanye stuff, it's kind of, it grosses me out because I'm like, one, I think that, I mean, he lost his mother. He doesn't have much, like, I still need to watch the Kanye doc on Netflix and I will get to it. Maybe I'll talk about that next week if I get through it. Um, but it's, I think this man is struggling with mental health. And if you have that, those issues, if you know, if you're going through something and if you're kind of alone or just surrounded maybe by yes people, it's not the best time. And I, it's, I'm like, is this taking advantage of this? Should we really be partaking in this media shitstorm, for lack of better words? I don't know. But there's children involved in that. But the get off your ass and fucking work <laughs> of Kim saying that. And, and then Courtney in the video goes, yeah, totally. <laughs> She's like, too many people these days don't want to work. And Courtney just goes, yeah. And then Chloe also later was like, you know what? When a man cheats, it's always about the woman and it comes down on the woman and we need to stop blaming the woman. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, all right, Courtney. Or not Courtney, sorry. All right, Chloe. Because lest we forget that you put Jordan Woods, who was a 21-year-old girl, through fucking hell publicly when Tristan cheated with her, uh, whatever that was, how many years ago? Because I can't even keep, how many times has Tristan got caught cheating? Tristan is, of course, Chloe's boyfriend and father of her child, and allegedly they're secretly engaged. Someone put that out on Twitter also this weekend. But too much is coming out too fast with, with all of them, and I'm like, this, like, Kris Jenner keeps, she runs a tight-ass ship. And I'm like, this is all, I like, look over here, look over here, look at the pretty 
headlines about these dumb things and just we're not going to discuss that we're not going to cover the astral world stuff because we're still trying to deal with and dodge the gigantic lawsuits and just the truly moral corruption, morally bankrupt. It's, if, this makes Faye Resnick look like an angel. The morally corrupt. What's it from Camille's Dinner from Hell? The morally corrupt Faye Resnick. I know who you are. But truly, I think it's all, it's a game of distraction. I remember in college, I uh, studied media criticism and production. And I had this great professor who I took literally every course I could with him. He was an adjunct professor, so he only taught very limited courses. But he always said to us, like, no matter what you do when you're consuming your media, think of where it's coming from and what they want you to think of it. And not, like, in a paranoid, like, he wasn't, like, it wasn't in a paranoid way, but he was just, like, always think of where that's coming from. Like, even as a dumb example, I remember one time as a small child, I was reading, like, the back of, like, some liquid soap or something in a grocery store. I don't know why I was just, you know, you're bored. <laughs> it was the 90s. I didn't have a phone. And I, was, I guess I didn't, I didn't read magazines yet. I was really little. But I was like, oh, wow. I was like, Mom, did you know this amount of bacteria can be on a bar of soap at any given time? Like, it was like billions of whatever bacteria are on a bar of soap. And typical little Virgo kid, I was very germaphobic growing up. That's loosened up a little bit, but not really. And boy, did the pandemic help that. That germophobia came back real hard. And it's been thriving, speaking of mental health. I should get like a BetterHelp link for this podcast in case my listeners, because, hey, we all struggle with mental health. But I said, hey, did you, mom, did you know that like there's this amount of bacteria lingering on bar soap? And, that, and I was like, so we should get this liquid soap. And she was like, well, where did you read that? And I was like, oh, on the back of this bottle of liquid soap. And she was like, well... Do you think that maybe the liquid soap company wants you to think that about bard soap because that's their competition? And it's like, oh yeah, that's right. And it could be true about the bar of soap. I don't know. I mean, that day, I'm pretty sure we still got the bar of soap. So <laughs> she put the hammer down. She said, we will be getting the bard soap. <laughs> we will be getting the, I feel like it was like, it wasn't Lever 2000 or whatever, but I remember they, for some reason, like Lever 2000 was like given away in my elementary school, like. It was like Lever 2000 Day, some weird sponsored event. I have a vague memory of that. But we were just getting like generic soap. But the point is, it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, we get all these weird facts about Kanye or about the Kardashians and all that stuff. And it's like, well, but where is the, where is the information coming from? And who's pushing for it? And who does it benefit? And it benefits the Hulu show, which I will be watching. Don't you all worry. <laughs> I, will, I will be keeping up. And I will be recapping, but I'll spell, instead of R-E-C-A-P-P-I-N-G, I'll be recapping with a K. R-E-K-A-P-P-I-N-G. Maybe I can get like a, a sponsorship with them. I'll, we'll do a collab. It'll be Woody Bitch X Kardashian for Hulu. And the Woody Bitch Podcast. They would love that, I'm sure. They'd take me right on. Uh, so yeah. Oh, and also, just to wrap up this, who knew I did not plan on talking about the Kardashians and Kanye and Pete for this long, but, um, like, Pete Davidson, they announced the official, like, flight 
the guest on this this next flight to space. It's called like Origin Blue, I believe, or something like that. But so Pete Davidson's going to space with Jeff Bezos. Great. Do we need to be doing that? Like, why do we have to go to space? Why is everyone, why are we all going to space? Can we not go to space? <laughs> like, and also, if, like, if I was, like, if I was dating Pete Davidson, like, allegedly, he really loves Kim, and he's like, I won't have the children of my girl's dad be talked badly about to Kanye, and I'm so in love with her, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think, like, I feel like from, from my vague understanding of space travel, I know it's been successfully done, but I also feel like it's a pretty high-risk scenario. Like, if, I, if my boyfriend was like, I'm going to go to space with Jeff Bezos for, like, a joyride, like, they're not even going for, like, research. There's no scientist aboard. But I'd be like, babe, can you maybe not? Like, I don't even want my boyfriend skydiving. I don't want someone I care about skydiving, not even just a boyfriend. I'm just saying, though, because Pete has, in, he has his mom that he loves. And it's like, I feel like I'd be like, can you maybe not go on this, like, death mission? And maybe it is being like a, I'm a child of the 90s, and I believe the Challenger, I, it didn't, I didn't see it when it was happening. I was either too young or not born yet. I want to say it was 89 or something. I don't think, I think it was before my time. But, and if I'm wrong, I'm sure someone's screaming at me right now and be like, do your research. Because the Challenger was a true tragedy for my younger listeners. It was a, um, a space trip that was supposed to, it had, for the first time they had a, this like, like a teacher on board and all the kids from the class came to watch it take off. And it like blew up as it launched. And it was just horrific. It was just so sad. And I just, I'm like, I don't think I would, I don't know, unless you were on a mission to go like research or something to better the world, not just like, hey, the guy that did Amazon and cheated on his wife a bunch wants to go up to space. I'll go with him on Blue Origin. <laughs> no. And I don't know if it's called Blue Origin. <laughs> I believe it is, though. I don't know. And everyone, like I've also seen tweets that are like, oh my God, I would love to be in the group text between Kim, Pete, Courtney, Travis. And then they like, Oddly, we're like, and Machine Gun Kelly and Megan. And I'm like, I don't know why Machine Gun Kelly and Megan would be on that text, but okay. <laughs> sure, let's just loop them in <laughs> per use. But I was like, the only group text that's going on is Kris Jenner, Hulu, and literally all of the banks. All of the banks in the world. <laughs> and the U.S. Treasury. The U.S. Treasury had to have an emergency meeting to make an emergency production of more bills, like money. <laughs> Just to account for all the money that Chris is making for the Kardashians and Hulu, just based off of all of this, and for Kanye and his new album, and all of it. <laughs> and, or whoever's running his accounts, but I believe it is just straight up Kanye. But yeah, either way, they're laughing and crying and off their meds in all the way to the bank. So don't worry about them. Oh, and also, D.L. Hughley is somehow involved uh, because, oh, he's involved because a couple of weeks ago in an interview, he said it's not okay to, you know, his beha Kanye's behavior is not okay towards Kim on these social media platforms, and Kanye went off on him too, and D.L. Hughley, he had some pretty choice tweets about it yesterday, and I did scroll through those, and that some of them were pretty good. Like, one was like, just because you're acting like a nut won't stop Pete from busting one of your wife, and I was like, jeez. Although we do, it's like, can we, does it always have to be about, like, objectifying women? You know, it's like, can we just, just 
calm down. <laughs> but whatever, I guess. From Ray J to Skeet, it doesn't end. Does not end. But yeah, okay, I think that's it for the, Karda for the Kardashians. We'll see. Hold on, I have to plug in my computer. She's, she's beauty, she's grace, and she is prepared. Okay, I plugged it in now. We're plugged in. <laughs> now I'm just going to go through a few things. I've been, I don't know what it is. Well, I know a couple weeks, this all started a couple weeks ago, but I have been binging shows on Netflix and Hulu. Like, I have been on one. Like, in a way that is borderline, maybe unhealthy, to be watching so many shows. Like, we've just gotten used to it. I think I'm just... Like, I've gotten used to just, like, I get to binge my shows. Like, shows that come out, like, Hulu especially has started this, where they're like, oh, we only let a show out one week at a time, as if it's, like, regular TV, as if it's from the 90s. And I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, no. I want it all at once. But, yeah, a couple weeks ago, I was dog-sitting, and they just had Netflix, and it was kind of cold. I was by the beach, but it was too cold to go to the beach. So I just kicked it, and... I started binging so many shows. I did. I wrote them all down. <laughs> I love this. Do you guys love it? Just feel like, here are all the shows that I watched. No, but I want to watch, um, or I want to discuss and continue watching. So I started with the Anna Delvey one on Netflix. Anna Delvey. Oh, wait, no, no. That's an Australian accent. But if you don't know, Anna Delvey was this, uh, she was a fake German heiress in New York City. Or she, you know, traveled all around, but mainly New York, and scammed a bunch of people, especially this girl, Rachel Williams. Or that's when it came really to fruition, Rachel Williams, who was one of her good friends, who worked for Vanity Fair. And the Anna Delby uh, show, it was produced by Shondaland, Shonda Rhimes production company. And I love, mm, I love Shonda Rhimes. A little known fact that's always overlooked and I love to remind people of is that Shonda Rhimes made what in my book I consider, honestly, top three, top five, top three greatest movies of all time, Crossroads, starring a one Miss Britney Spears, and Zoe Zaldana, and Taryn, wait, not Taryn, Ugh, I'm going to hate myself because I love her. Who's the other one in Crossroads? Wait, I'm Googling that, you guys, real time, I'm Googling this. This is why I had to start podcasting again, because this, this is how my brain works. And I haven't even had coffee. It's a mess. We see Crossroads, IMDb. Speaking of Crossroads, too, while I'm Googling this, um, it's a movie about a road trip across the country. And my girl Jenny is on a road trip right now, California to Nashville, and I'm so excited for her. Shout out, Jenny. I love you. Drive safe. Also, I'm like... Any of my Nashville peeps, just let me know. Of like, I, I know of a few great places to eat, but I haven't been to Nashville oof, in like 10 years, so there's probably a lot more. So if anyone has dope-ass recommendations, I'll take you up. Wait, what is it? IMDb changed their format. You guys, I can't, I can't work here. I'm going to put a poll up that's like, uh, who thinks Allison should get a new phone? Oh, good lord. Okay, found it. Oh, yeah, and 
Anson Mount, who plays Ben, the hot guitarist that they go on the road trip with. One time, a friend of mine and I DM'd him on Instagram just to, like, because we realized we could. And he, like, was nice and answered back, and that was it. And it wasn't, like, a creepy DM. We were just like, hey, oh, my God, watching Crossroads, love you in it. And then he was like, oh, wow, thanks so much. <laughs> and we did it from her profile because she's hotter and a little bit older. So that's probably why you're – well, but he didn't respond in a creepy way. I don't want to – justice for Anson Mount. Um, oh, yeah, Taryn Manning. So I was right. Taryn Manning, but so all-star cast, also Dan Aykroyd is the dad. Holla. And Kim Cattrall, I forgot. Oh my God. And Justin Long. We're just, ugh, I'm watching Crossroads when we get off of, when I get off of this. But yeah, so produced by Shonda Rhimes, that a lot of people came down and said that the Anna Delvey, what was the name of the show? I don't think it was called the Anna Delvey show. Maybe it was. Anna Delvey. I can hear, like, I also did, like, a radio course in college in which we learned how to do things on cassette, and I don't see how that was useful. Justice for me. Um, but there was, like, no dead air. Never leave dead air. So I get nervous about that, and I'm like, I should edit it out. But I think it's... I think it's more chill to just have a little bit of downtime, like, while I'm Googling. Otherwise, you don't want too much, you know? Okay, it's called Inventing Anna. That's what it's called. But yeah, there was a lot of heat. People were like, it's not even that good, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's because when this scandal broke out in real life, um, scandal, I believe Shonda Rhimes did that one too. I might be wrong, but I believe I'm right. But, but when the Anna Delvey, she was this fake German heiress that, scammed hotels, businesses, banks, uh, kind of like other socialites and things of that nature. The who's who of New York, really, and especially like the art world and investors and all this stuff. And then obviously eventually got caught, but it's a fascinating story. And um, I loved the show, personally. I really loved it, but I think that's because I remember it happening in real time and I was very aware of it, but I didn't deep dive into all of it. So it's like, yes, of course, if you, you know, if you deep dive and you're really into it, then you probably have very high expectations for how it was going to go. And it's, and like, if you knew the facts, because obviously it's a TV show, so you take creative liberties and all of those things. Like, there are certain things that maybe it's like, oh, yeah, we kind of, you know, you have to make it a show, like a narrative that goes on. But honestly, I, I wound up uh, fact-checking some of it as, you know, I was, as I said, dog-sitting at the beach, and it was too cold to go to the beach. So just kind of walking, walking a little dog, and then like just day and night just watching the Inventing Anna. And the best part, honestly, I, I'm sure everyone's seen this on, I the best impression I've seen, I believe, is uh, Chloe Fieldman on Saturday Night Live. Uh, they did like a little inventing Anna thing of that and it was so funny because the accent is wild because she's like she's um because her claim to everyone is that she was born in Russia then had to flee to Germany and her father's this rich something like she's always like don't worry I'll transfer the money I'll wire transfer tomorrow <laughs> but I can't even do the like always, why are you dressed like that you look poor and things like that. I can't do it that well, but the Chloe Feldman is spot on. And that was another critique of the show. They're like, 
the accent is wild. And I'm like, no, that's that. It should be the accent's wild <laughs> explanation point because that's the best part. And she truly, that is Anna Delvey. That's how she speaks because it's like she's cultivated and created this persona. And frankly, it's fascinating. I highly recommend. I know that's a very, it's a, it's a hot take because most people are like, it was a real letdown. But I just think that's, um, I think it's because if you, you know, if you live and breathe all of that, like, because it was such, if you just, the facts itself, it didn't even need to be a show, but I'm so thankful it was one. Then it's like, yeah, of course it might let you down if you like read fucking Rachel Williams, her whiny ass, if you read her book or the, all the articles, if you did all of that, you know, like, it's like, yes, of course that might let you down if you're too pent up for it. Maybe, so maybe just looking at it with fresh eyes, I was like, oh, because I loved it. And similarly, well, I watched the Tinder Swindler. I think that's just sick. And that guy's, like, still out on the run. But the women in that, if you did watch it, it's this man that's just a serial scam artist, but his scam is, like, making these women fall in love with him and then ripping them off. But, like, for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, people are, like, taking out bank loans and still in debt. And even though they know who he is and, is, like, have identified him, like, he's not <laughs> – he's out of jail. I've heard he's on Cameo, which – Cameo, come on. Put me on. Get him out. Take him out, coach. Put me in. But not even me. I'm not going to make it about me. But it's about me. Please tell me it's not about the Tinder swindler. But it's but it's just a sick guy that rips people off. But that was another... I feel like we're like in the year of the scam in terms of like the content that's out. There's just so many documentaries and stuff of just various scams. Because I guess the past decade was built on scams. So, shocker that everything's falling apart now. But I have heard that for a, for a good amount of his most recent scams and the women that are involved in this documentary, he was saying that he was, like, the son of this guy who's, like, the, um, like the this family that, like, runs, like, so much of the diamond industry. And as of this weekend, because I just was perusing the internet, as one does, I was like, I wonder what's going on with that. But that family is also now working with the women who, the two main women that were behind the documentary, and they're working together to try to bring full justice to all of that. So that's a good thing. And another another scam culture doc is The Dropout. And that one's on Hulu. And that is about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. And that, um, I remember about, what was it, four years ago, HBO had a documentary on it. And it was wild. And this covers, um, it just goes deeper into that. And it has Amanda Seyfried, who I love. Shout out Jennifer's body. She plays Needy in that, opposite Megan Fox is Jennifer. I love Jennifer's body. If you haven't seen that, it's like dark humor. I believe it's Diablo Cody's. It's a Diablo Cody film. It's so good. I could, that's one of those movies that I, <laughs> I could quote every line. I remember one time I, I spent a summer in Montreal. If you listen to my Christmas episode of Witty Bitch from way back, it was like the first, oh God, it was like 2020. It was like the first Christmas of the pandemic. So I couldn't see anyone. So I just had my friends and family do the podcast with me to make it Christmas. <laughs> but my roommate from Montreal, we have, there's a ton of stories there. But why, would, why did I even say that? Oh, Another, a girl that was in our class, or a woman, because she was a little bit older and was taking the program seriously, down the hall was watching Jennifer's Body, but in French. 
but just the music alone, like vague, I, like probably like, knocked on the door because it's like dorm life. <laughs> and I was like, hey, oh my God, are you guys watching Jennifer's Body? And it was like her and her boyfriend that was visiting. And I was like, oh, sorry. Because <laughs> if it was just her, I would have been like, hey girl, can I come in and watch with you? <laughs> but yeah, so it has Amanda Seyfried playing Elizabeth Holmes. And I, what's, can like Netflix and Hulu shows, like are, is that open for awards or not? I really don't know. I should know. You would think I know. Little Miss Media Criticism and Production student dropped the ball. Because award shows just don't do it for me the way that they used to. But if those still exist and hold anything, I think, from what I've seen so far, I believe four episodes are out thus far. Because Hulu's doing that thing that I hate, but they're letting it out weekly, so I can't binge it all in one sitting. So, whatever, it's something to look forward to. But so far, Amanda Seyfried is blowing me away. I mean, honestly, just the whole show is fantastic. I love it. And I've been, I don't know. I love binge watching things. I like to just sit there and just plant my ass on the couch, just indulge in my own insomnia and just watch like seven hours of a show, which is weird because I won't commit to a movie. Like it takes so much for, to be like, Allison, watch this movie with me, unless it's Jennifer's body. <laughs> like unless it's a few movies but I've actually heard I read something that says like people that have anxiety like to watch movies or shows that they've already seen or it's because it's comforting that we know the ending and like we know what's going to happen every which way and I was like that makes sense that tracks because uh, and also I do that a lot and I was like well that tracks but um, yeah I think Amanda Seyfried needs all of the awards and I highly recommend that another fun one or yeah another fun one <laughs> This is pure just fun and silliness and like it's just like light and silly and like upbeat and cutesy and it's you guys I'm doing it. How I Met Your Father starring Hilary Duff and Kim Cattrall and I should know I I need to google the names of the rest of the cast because honestly everyone's great. I love it um, and I believe the guy in How I Met Your Father who's kind of like the best friend it's very like Jessica and Nick from New Girl, where it's like, oh, we're friends, but you can tell that they're going to eventually wind up together. You know, like they have, it's like, oh, will they, won't they kind of friends. But he's in the, um, the Anna, Anna Delvey, in the Anna Delvey movie as Rachel Williams' photographer friend from Vanity Fair, who's on the infamous Morocco trip. So I recommend that as well. Also the Andy Warhol Diaries. Love that. I've been just kind of doing that as it is. I'm not going to give you notes on it because I don't know. It's, it's just, but it's, it's very well done. If you like Andy Warhol or any of those things, it's just very, uh, informative and interesting. And I've just been, I've been doing that slowly, but surely it's very, it mellows me out. So I like that a lot. And then I did, you guys, I know I'm so late to the game, but I, I finally did love is blind because <laughs> I've heard that Season two is crazy, and I know I'm, I'm even late to season two right now. I had never done season one. Like, I was a Tiger King girl in the beginning of the pandemic when this came out, not a Love is Blind. And I realized you can be both. But so I did Love is Blind. I watched it. I binged it with my boyfriend. I will talk about that in a second because I also want to talk. I don't know what, which to talk about first, Love is Blind or Boyroom Bay's. <laughs> I'll do Byron Bay's first. So Byron Bay's, it's Byron, Byron, 
which is the small tent in Australia. That's how they describe it. So Byron is this like small beach, hippie, very bohemian community in Australia where a lot, a lot of creative types and influences come here because it inspires you. And it's on Netflix. It randomly popped up and was like, you would like this show, Byron Bay's. And it's Byron Bay. Byron Bay. So it's like a beach town. It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Uh, I mean, you could watch this show on mute, but let me tell you, you don't want to because uh, the, the drama, and I love how they say the drama. I can't help but, um, I've been watching it. I'm not all the way through it, but I'm obsessed. I started it yesterday, and at first I was just like, oh, I'll just put something on in the background, like whatever they recommend to me. And then I was like, oh, Netflix. Netflix, you son of a bitch. I'm in. You got me again. Like, it's like my roster is already full, <laughs> and uh, but I added it to the roster. I love it so much, and it's Byron Bay's, spelled B-A-E, like Bay, and it has so it has all these influencer characters, like social media influencers, and all the and everyone's like very spiritual. We do crystals, and there's crystals and healing and fire ceremonies and all this stuff. <laughs> so far, I'm obsessed with. Um, there's this guy, Jade, who I'm the number one male influencer in all of Australia. And I can't just, um, I have nothing but love for all of Australia. But when I do an Australian accent, nothing gets me more hyped. And I know that I'm terrible at it, but I just get crazier and crazier. And it brings me joy. It's like an automatic hit of like serotonin to my whole body. Serotonin, yes, that's the happy like chemical, but I love it. So, but Jade is like everything, and then also Hannah, Hannah, because <laughs> to me Hannah is like chaotic good, because she's just like, she loves crystals and believes in healing, but also does like crazy things sometimes. <laughs> like in one of the first episodes, this I guess she had a falling out with these two girls that are fashion designers down here in Warren Bay. <laughs> But they're like, remember when you yelled at me at that business dinner and you yelled at me out in the street? <laughs> and like this Hannah girl, I can't picture yelling out in the street. I cannot. But then she goes, well, I wasn't myself that day. <laughs> she goes, you screamed in the street, Hannah. And then Hannah goes, well. And <laughs> I've been nonstop, like anything that I mess up on, I've just been going, well. Because <laughs> it's just so angelic that she's like, well. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, I did mess up, but uh, oops-a-daisy, <laughs> oops. <laughs> but yeah, so I love Hannah. She's pure chaotic good. There's also this character, Elle, on there who scares the living shit out of me. She's, like, trying to save the coral reef, and she's, like, oddly, like, I don't know. She's, like, full Sarah Michelle Gellar in Cruel Intentions vibes, but instead of, like, having sex with her stepbrother, you know, she's, like, having sex with her roommate, who she, this guy Nathan, who she definitely has a crush on in a weird way and then like but she also has a boyfriend that just comes to town every two weeks and then she's like I don't know I don't like Elle and she's trying to save the coral reef and I'm like that's because you're a sea witch and you're trying to summon Satan via the coral reef that being said though like love the coral reef save it <laughs> but yeah so I will probably continually discuss Byron Bays and you'll be hearing my Australian accent okay it gives me full Summer Heights High vibes. I don't know if I said that out loud when I brought up the show, but 
if you've ever watched that, Chris Lilly is this amazing Australian comedian. And uh, way back, he did this uh, show. It's on HBO, Summer Heights High. It is so funny. It's like a fake documentary. It's fucking hilarious. But so many of this, like the Barn Bay, it reminds me so much of that show. <laughs> like the Jamae character, all that. And they all, like, there's this girl, Sarah, who it kind of centers around the show. This is Byron Bay. It's not Summer Heights High, but... But they're always, like, she's from the Gold Coast. And I didn't realize that there's such a, like, turf war kind of thing. Like, it's almost like East Coast, West Coast. But, like, they're like, they're like someone like Sarah doesn't belong down here in Barton Bay. You might as well go back to the GC, the Gold Coast, huh? And it's like, I don't know. I'm going to keep working on my Australian accent. And by that, I mean, it's just going to get worse and worse. It's just going to get, it's a real highness accent that one you have, okay? Get out of here. Go back to the GC. You don't belong in Byron Bay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, I know from the RHOR podcast, <laughs> I do have some listeners from Australia, and I love you guys. I love you. It's My Australian accent is, seriously, it's out of pure love and adoration. I've been obsessed with Australia ever since the Mary-Kate and Ashley movie, Our Lips Are Sealed. <laughs> Like, truly. So it's it's out of love. But I know my accent is... My accent's right horrible, okay? It's very sauce. But yeah, but I even wrote to Jade on Instagram. I was like, I was like, here's how to take an avocado out of an avocado properly when you cut it in half. And also, I love you on Byron Bay's. You're my favorite. Well, I said you and Hannah. I, Hannah? You and Hannah are my absolute favorite on Byron Bay. Go back to the GC. You belong on the Gold Coast, Okay. Now I'm doing now I'm doing Californians. I'm all over the place. Cut me off. But yeah, the the other one though. Okay, so Love is Blind. I only did season 1. And it's a mess. I'm not going to do a full recap of it because I think everyone else are like there's tons of great podcasts that already have. But oh my god, what a journey. Love is Blind is a full, a full journey. I feel like, look, I don't know very much about Lord of the Rings, but the way that Frodo goes on a journey, like through the whole thing, I feel the way that Frodo probably felt at the end of it when I got to the end of Love is Blind season one. <laughs> and my takeaways, just going to say this. I don't want to give any spoilers, and, okay, for the first two episodes, I was like, this really isn't doing it for me. Like, the show is based on, we're going to do a social experiment where you meet people and propose, like, you have to get married to them, whoever you choose to propose to, but you meet them in these pods that are, like, it's just, it's a little tiny pod, it's like a room with a couch and, like, a lamp and whatever, and you talk to someone through, like, a frosted giant glass window in between you. But you can't see them at all, so you blindly go into it, and you just get to know each other from the inside, and then propose. But at first, I was like, oh, this seems kind of like, I was like, is this all it is? But then they, like, then once they're engaged, like, they each choose who to, you know, who they want to marry, and then, like, they go to, they go on from there. But, like, by episode three or four, I was like, I'm all in, like, <laughs> I'm living, breathing, sleeping it. And I even, yeah, I just, I was watching it with my boyfriend, who is not a reality TV person, opposites attract, but I caught him watching it without me, 
one day last week and I was like, hey, yo, like don't, that's cheating. That's emotionally cheating and I won't stand for it. But my one takeaway, if you did watch Love is Blind season one, and again, I know I'm so late, is that Damien is a demon. Damien is a daemon. I, I truly dislike Damien to my core. Uh, if you've seen the series, you all know why. And if you're just watching it, I won't spoil all the reasons. But furthermore, throughout the series, you're like, Damien, 27. Like, they put all their ages. And this man, I am not age-shaming. I am not ageist. My friends can tell you that. <laughs> not afraid of age. But I'm like, this is not a 27-year-old. Like, I scream it every time he was on. And then they'd be like, a love is blind. Two-year anniversary. Two years later, and like, Damien, 29. And I'm like, he's not, like, like, I was doing the dishes, and you can see the TV from my kitchen. It's a studio apartment. Here I am, I'm in the stew, aka the studio, aka my studio apartment. But so I was doing the, like, I was kind of, like, halfway listening. So I was like, what, what could the two-year anniversary episode bring me? And uh, the answer is everything. But Damien was like, yeah, I mean, like, I finally realized that I can take care of myself. And he's like super going to the gym and dressing like a F-U-C-K boy. Fuck boy. He's a full-blown sociopath. Fuck boy. And I'm not kidding. Like, don't trust him as far as I can throw him. And guess what? I can't even do a push-up, so I couldn't throw him far. I don't trust this man at all. He's trash. You guys have to watch it to see. I'm not going to put the spoilers out there. But just him saying, like, he was like, yeah, because before this, like, I had never even moisturized my face in my life. And I was like, that's the one thing. Fucking believe that. Like, fucking ain't right. You haven't moisturized your face in your life, Damien. And, and upon which then I immediately, like, that night before going to sleep, and ever since then, I've been, like, aggressively moisturizing my face and neck. You got to keep in mind the neck, you know? Watch enough Housewives, and you know. I'm like, I'm like you, can, you can put stuff in your face, but you got to take care of that, the decolletage. But I was like, I put a vat of Vaseline around my eyes, too. I was like, nope, we are, we, in this house, in this studio, we moisturize now. But I was like, the only truth I've heard Damien say in this whole season, and now in the two-year special, two years later reunion, which turned out to be like three episodes, maybe four. But it was, it was oof, you guys make it to that two-year party if you're doing season one. And I'm telling you, like the first two episodes, I was like, eh, I don't see, I don't know what the hype is about. But when we got to like three and four, I was like, I'm fully invested. It was so good. I loved it so much. But yeah, I did the Vaseline on the face a la, a la Lala from Vanderpump Rules. Smooth transition into my Bravo talking now. We'll get to the Bravo portion of Witty Bitch. So, but yeah, a la Lala from Vanderpump Rules. It just, no, I really have been just putting just a, like, she's always like, What's up, bitches? It's me, Lala. Hey, Jameson. What up? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm not going to invest time into doing a Lala impression. But she does always say that the secret to her youthful looks are like, she's like, I've been putting Vaseline all over my face before bed since I was a child. And that's why I look young. And I was like, and all of the, I mean, like fillers and Botox. Let's be real. Give them Lala beauty. But also give them Lala truth. Like, just say you've had it. Because I'm not shaming it. I think... I mean, I probably wouldn't do it because I'm deathly afraid of needles, but no shame in your game. Just say what you're doing. But so I think there's more than just Vaseline, but I'm just doing the Vaseline. But another one, over the weekend, I don't know what was in the air this weekend, but it seemed like from my Instagram feed, 
like every member of like the old school Vanderpump Rules crew uh, was just like on one this weekend. Like they were all hanging out in various places. Like Stassi was hanging out with one of her friends, Taylor, some Taylor Strecker, I think. And then like it just, it, it was all in a row in my Instagram stories. And I was like, oh, I forgot that I even follow these people. But because they haven't really been posting stories much. And then like, who, what, like Brittany and Kristen and uh, Raquel and Lala. I don't know. But just everyone, they were like hanging out, singing all these 90s songs. Like sing, like they were doing like Hold On by Wilson Phillips. And that fun, like that one fun love song. It's like, I love you always forever and never far. Do, 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 do. And I was like, ooh, that's a bop. <laughs> so I listened to that a bunch. After, I like exited Instagram and went to Spotify to listen to that song. Because <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's a good 90s jam. And then I went down a 90s jam rabbit hole. But anyways, that made me, like then I saw Lala's whatever. But there was a headline. I, it's so funny how our phones like just keep track of anything we look at. Cause like it like suddenly like a, a headline popped up that was like, Lala Kent slams ex Randall Emmett for like, it's disgusting how he calls the paparazzi on himself when he has ocean, which is the name of their beautiful baby daughter. And like, he calls the paparazzi on himself and is always putting her on his Instagram and it's disgusting that he's like trying to commodify our daughter. But then I was like, wait, Lala, like, I think, like, yeah, he does post, like, things that are, like, oh, it, like, I think Ocean just had a birthday or something, and it's, like, yeah, but, it's a, you know, it's baby daughter, it's gonna be on his feed, like, I, if you're, I know some parents don't put their child at all on social media, which, that's, I have a different thought on that, but I'm, like, it makes sense, it's, like, you, it's, like, if I had a puppy, then I would put the puppy all over social media, or back when I had two cats, or when I would foster various kittens they'd be on my Instagram like if you scroll back far enough it's like yeah because I'm not comparing a cat to a baby but I kind of am <laughs> so I'm like yeah of course it's there but also I was like Lala you've literally used pictures of your baby like holding her or just generally for sponsored content posts like where you have to do hashtag ad hashtag spawn con so it's like you're literally commodifying ocean the baby not the body of water and so it's like I don't know I'm just saying it's like, you guys, we need, like, Lala, I'm sure there's a lot of pain there in realizing that you're, that the man that you were about to marry for all of his money cheated on you. I'm sure that it's painful. And I'm sure that it is on a level, but it's like, come on. Like, I don't think, he could be calling the paparazzi on himself. I don't know. Randall's been in the game forever. He's just around. He's here. Money by Monday. Money by Monday. Fofty. Never, let, it, let us never forget. Also, it's very highly rumored, and I believe has been vaguely confirmed, that Randall, uh, the character Turtle in Entourage, is based off of Randall Emmett. So it's like, he's done, been around. Maybe he calls the paparazzi himself, maybe not, but I don't, I don't think posting pictures with your baby is a problem, if that's what you want to do. Also, Lala, let's remember that when, uh, I mean, it's that, that horrible old expression, the way you get them is the way you lose them. But, like, he was still married when you started seeing him, and he was married to his uh, beautiful ex, Amber, who, uh, I, I would mispronounce her name. I should say her full name, but I don't want to mispronounce it, because she just seems like a sweet woman. She was in season one of You, also on Netflix. Boy, Netflix has become my best friend <laughs> since the pandemic. This is, 
let's bookmark this episode for for future therapist appointments. Let's just have them listen to this. But but like and but Amber, the ex-wife, and the they had two daughters together. And Amber and Ryan, yeah, whatever. But um, she was like, hey, Lala. Like she would literally openly on Instagram posted thing or like was like, please stop recording my daughters and putting them on your Instagram. Please stop doing that. It's like, I understand that you're spending the weekend with them or going on trips all together, but please don't put my children on your Instagram. I don't want that. And Lala still would do it. And it's like, that's really rude. Don't do that. So, but then it's like, yeah, but you cheated. It's like, yeah, of course he's going to leave you the way that you got it. Like the way you get him is the way you lose them. It's like, you, did you think that you were like something different was going to happen? And that's not, I don't want to be like, end of the day, Randall, don't be a trash person and cheat on these beautiful women and torture them and whatever else. I, th I still think that's trash too. The trash goes all around. It's just, it's bad. It's, but it's also like, Lala, don't be like, you're not the victim here. This is insane. I don't know. I, I need to take back on my, let's breathe. Let's take back on my Zen Kardashian thoughts when I discuss that, where it's like, this is all pretend. It's all, you guys, we're all in a simulation. It's Kris Jenner's world. We just live in it. And now we'll get to uh, the real loves of my life, the housewives. And like I said, hold on, I'm going to have a sip of, I'm having mixed berry club soda. Uh, don't get it. It was on sale at, where was it? It was Pavilions, which I believe is like, if you're on the East Coast, it's like Safeway, that brand. Safeway Kroger. I don't know. But it was mixed berry club soda, and I was like, ooh, that sounds good. It tastes truly horrific. <laughs> like, I've been on a just non-drinking journey, so that's a, it's been just, just for overall health benefits, etc. Um, but so I was like, oh, I'll do that, because it's always fun to just, you know, pop a little club soda. But I tasted it, and I was like, is this, like, I had to double check that it wasn't some form of, like, a truly or, like, a spiked seltzer, because it tasted like, it literally tasted like someone poured like half a can of vodka and then like some like club soda and then like one tiny drop of berry flavor. It tasted so harsh. So I had to mix it with orange juice. So I got like, I got like a little orange juice from Trader Joe's. It looked very thick. I'm not an OJ person as in orange juice. Although I don't know that I can't say that I stand for Orenthal James either, but, but I mixed them together and then I put a lot of ice cause yeah, no one needed to know, but if you want to know, that's, the witty bitch drink of the week. Drink of the week. Okay, but we're going to cover Jersey, Salt Lake, and OC. So I'll start with Jersey because I love it the most. I think I'll always love Jersey the most. I feel a real kinship with Jersey, both as a state in general and as a state of mind. I remember in my early 20s, um, I had this boy, like my first serious boyfriend. Um, but I would always be like, I want to raise our children Jersey Italian. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know what that means. That's not a real thing. And I was like, oh, yes, it is. And if you watch, if you watch Housewives of Jersey, it's like, that's what it is. It's like, I want, I want cold cuts. I want to focus on family. And I want, you know what? It's, <laughs> what would Caroline Manzo say back in the day? Like, our family, we love hard. We play hard. We fight hard. We make up hard. I love them. All that stuff. But I truly, I just, I love Jersey. I love the husbands on Jersey. I love, 
I also think that Jersey, of all the franchises, has held on the most to, like, like this is real. Like, there are friendships where it's like, no, they have known each other for twenty plus years, and there's it's obviously they have a family aspect with Joe, Teresa, Melissa, all that. We have Gia in this season now, which is that's been amazing. I love I, I love seeing like I'm like I can't believe that we've gone from the wake up in the morning thinking about so many things. Like we have truly seen Gia, Judy J, or Judice, depending. I also love just changing the pronunciation every so often. Just like, no, it's Judy J. No, it's Judice. It's tomato, tomato. Hey, it's all in there. Hey, oh, hey. But so we have all of that, and um, but it's like you really feel like the. I don't know. It's just with everyone. It's like it it goes way deeper. Like it has all the. The, the craziness and nonsense of the housewife's universe, but then it's like, whoa, it gets it gets to the core of it too. So this season so far, let's see, the biggest stories have been Louie, Teresa's new boyfriend, who everyone's kind of like, Teresa's madly in love, he's this dream guy. You know, Teresa's been to hell and back with everything that happened through leading up to this. We all know that. She's very excited. She's very in love. These really uh, questionable videos surfaced online of Louie. He's at this, like, it's one of these, uh, I guess it was kind of trendy in, like, the self-help world at the time. Maybe it still is. But kind of, it was, like, this retreat, and it's like you're out. He's, like, it's this video of him, like, apologizing to his ex or working on himself or something, but it's, like, all these men like out on like a beach, but it's not like a glamorous beach. It's like a desert island kind of scenario. And I guess you just like, you go and like live in the wild and like really get in touch with your core, but then it's like screaming and yelling and being like, I'm so sorry about this. I'm so strong. I can do this. And it's like, it is startling to see, but I kind of wonder, like, I think, I don't think those videos are made to be made public. And maybe if you're in the middle of one of those things, like it, it might be like, it could just be a totally valid reaction. Like I might make a video like that if I was out on a retreat, you know, like it's, it's a part of the process, but I don't know that it's meant to be released, but it was. And so Maj, classic Maj, Maj, Joe, my Joe, going to dress you up in a pastel shirt, a pastel. So it's like a pastel, like Ralph Lauren polo that I guarantee, guarantee you got from the men's section at Ross dress for less, which I don't hate it. No shame in the Ross Dress for Less game. I love a Ross. That's literally my ideal date. <laughs> Besides April 25th, because it's not too hot and it's not too cold. But my ideal date truly is like, like let's get some iced coffee and go to Ross Dress for Less. <laughs> maybe get pho or sushi afterwards, maybe. But honestly, just let's go to Ross. <laughs> let's go to Ross Dress for Less. And maybe the iced coffee after Ross. Because I can't be too hyped up. I know that sounds backwards, but it's like I'll already be in overdrive. I can't, I'm sweating just thinking about it. I'm schwitzing. Look at me. Classic Marge. But so Marge, who does seem to, I mean, Marge loves to really just dig up people's issues and bring it up. So she's brought it up and they're really pushing it. And apparently Louie has, like his, one of his exes has said that he was abusive towards her and also in front of her children, which is horrible. And I hope that's not true. And we ended the last episode, the most recent one, with, uh, it was very centered around the men. Well, sorry, it's weird because I'm, I'm trying to catch up 
a whole month's worth of Jersey in like a week's worth time slot. Because <laughs> the other big storyline we've been having is that Bill, Bill Aiden, cheated on Jennifer Aiden uh, like 10 years ago, I believe. And Marge found this out probably through Dolores because Dolores used to work, uh, I believe, within somewhere within Bill's medical practice. So again, it's Jersey goes back, you know? It's like these people have known each other. They've been around. But so Marge brought that up. But it's hard for Jennifer because I guess culturally it's very like it's the woman's fault even if a man cheats. But they got – she was like, we went through it. It was one of the hardest times of my life. It was when I was pregnant. Uh, and – but she was like, I haven't told my family. I haven't told my mother. We haven't told our children. We've told no one. And we got through it. So now she's had to tell, like, ugh. Last week when she had to tell Gabby, or they were discussing it, and she was like, well, I'm worried about my mom, your grandma coming to town, because she's not going to be very kind about what we spoke about. And it was just, ugh. And we were fresh off the heels of, was it Gabby or Olivia? But one of them were also getting bullied at school, and I'm just like, ugh. The Aiden kids break my heart because I'm like, they are so sweet. And I don't, like, I don't know. Because I get it. I, I know Marge is mad because Jennifer went really hard at her last season because of the, because Marge cheated on her ex with Joe, with Joe. <laughs> Joe, in your Ross Dress for Less polo. <laughs> Which, again, I love. But it's like, I've been to enough Ross Dress for Lesses over the years. The way that Jersey's been around with each other, I'm like, I've been around Ross. I know. I know that polo. I know like when the shoulder seams just don't hit quite right. I'm like, I know that's from Ross. You got it at Ross. And there's no shame, like I said. But so those two things have been coming together. And I guess Jennifer and Melissa went at it at a pool party at her house last week. Boy, it's hard to do this all in one. But then uh, Bill kind of excused himself from the women fighting and he did not stick by Jennifer's side, which I didn't like because then Joe Gorga got right in there. So Jennifer was alone with like Melissa and Joe going at them and Melissa's like shoving her hand in Jen's face. And it, in my opinion, it looks like Melissa might hit, like it's getting close enough. So Jennifer Aiden grabs her hand to like get it out of her face. You know, like she's not, but then like Joe and Melissa were on watch it happens live after that. And they're like, uh, yeah, Andy, a lot of people get fired for physically putting their hands on someone. And I'm like, Melissa, you charged Jennifer. Like, you got up out of your seat, charged at her, and then, like, we're screaming, get out of here, Melissa. Melissa, <laughs> go get some sprinkle cookies. Go get some sprinkle cookies. I'm not – it's – I think – I love Jersey. I need everyone that's on – I think the cast is literally perfect right now. I want it exactly as it is. Exactly. I do need Evan to calm down, as in Jackie's husband – who suddenly this season is real loud. He's really going for it. And all the husbands, I love all of them so much. It's so entertaining. But towards this last episode, like it's like the husbands are hanging out, but they're, it's almost like it's like people are naturally so great, but then once they know they're on and like trying to make it a thing, like Jack, not Jackie, sorry. No, Jackie. Yeah, Jackie and Melissa keep trying to make this like, wolf pack thing happen or uh, our husbands they're like the wolf pack and it's too bad that Jennifer is taking Bill away from it and I'm like don't stop trying to make the wolf pack a thing stop trying to make fetch a thing it's not happening those guys leave them on their own to order 
the entire menu and like 45 drinks and 45 espressos. <laughs> no wonder every, everyone in Jersey has like 25 bathrooms in their house. And I'm like, yeah, because like, I can't imagine because they'll be like, all right, you know what? I'm a little tired. I'm going to start with a shot of espresso, apple martini. You know what? I'm going to have a steak, the nachos, some mac and cheese, have like, just a little prosciutto, a little of this, a little of that. Going to end also with some more cappuccino. And then also, uh, oh, they keep getting this one, like a shot of, Oh, I should know it's like a like a licorice like like a shot of it, but it's supposed to be like a digestif, which is like a, basically just a shot you take after a big meal. Like I know in the in Greece, it's like ouzo. It's like that, but it tastes very like licorice type. But samarak or something. I don't. But I'm like you got. I'm like their stomachs must be like <laughs> the noises that my stomach would make if I was like I would have to be wheeled out of the dining establishment. But I love it. I love, I love a franchise that eats. But so all the men went to go to have this dinner, and the day of, it, like they're in a group text, and Joe Gorga texted Bill, like "fuck you, Bill," in the group text, and everyone was like, "Uh, what's that about?" So Bill shows up to the dinner, and it's like, "Oh, hey guys, hi boy, <laughs> hey guys." <laughs> um, I'll get I'll get my notes right and tight for next week, and I'll, I'll do better with the impressions because Bill really cracks me up. He reminds me of, there was a villain on the Powderpuff Girls who was like, he was like red and like, I almost think he was like made of licorice, I want to say, or something. But his voice is like the same cadence and tone. And I'm like, are they the same? Like, was Bill doing voiceover work to pay his way through med school? Because God bless. <laughs> um, but then all the guys like gang up and they're so mean to Bill. And they're like, oh, you should have, like your wife is an awful person. You need to say that. And he was like, I'm not going to say that about my wife. And then like Evan's like, you know what? Get lost. Like, yeah, keep walking. Get lost. And I was like, Evan, shut up. Like literally shut up. And that's, that's Jersey. But we were left off there. It was another to be continued. Which, bravo, I think I've said this before. But please, please stop. Like, to be continues used to be saved. It used to be sacred, a to be continued on a housewives. But now they just do it every week. And I'm like, yeah, so you're announcing that you're coming back on next week. Yeah, I get it. Like, we don't need, it just means that they didn't feel like putting together the promo for next week. You know, like, like I would rather say, like, next time, next time on The Real Housewives in New, New Jersey. But to be continued. And I'm like, okay, I know that it's, yeah, it's, don't worry. It's in my mental calendar to continue consistently be watching Housewives. I got it, got it, got it. Speaking of in my mental calendar, let's move on to Salt Lake. So Sunday, yesterday evening, was the third and final of Salt Lake City, The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Season 2 Reunion. It was a three-parter. It did not need to be a three-parter. Uh, it was kind of a topsy-turvy ride of boring, of not talking about anything we needed to talk about, and of frankly being pretty reckless and tone deaf when discussing uh, stuff about kind of the all the problems with like race and insensitive to like they discussed Mary Cosby at length on episode one, which I don't think. One, she didn't show up. I get that. Uh, it's on episode one. I was pissed because I I want. Well, it wasn't just on episode one. I knew about it ahead of time because I follow. You know, 
it's with social media these days, we find out about housewife stuff before, before it's even happening. Like even this weekend or last week that like fucking Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge, they have some sort of podcast. Called, it's like TNT for trash podcast or something. I don't know, but they put out, I think it's like two T's in a pod. It's something really dumb, but they leaked the, um, the housewives of OC reunion looks and like the seating chart. Uh, and Bravo was so mad about it. But so it's like, I already know the OC seating chart for their reunion and all that, which Shannon looks really great. It looks like a, it looks like an Easter egg basket threw up and made their dresses per use. But, but yeah, I guess their theme was like Easter eggs, but make it trashy. <laughs> uh, but there'll be plenty of time to do those. But so yeah, I already knew that Mary does not show up to the reunion, which I'm sad about because we know it's, this is our last, we don't get any Mary anymore. And there's, Mary is a lot of things. Uh, one of those things is good TV. Like if you, even just rewatching season one, she gives us so much. Just that even you smell like hospital, the Chen Shaw or the calling Whitney little girl. Or, like, or there was one clip that kept going around of, it was Whitney, or who was, I think it was Whitney walking out of the room or someone, but, like, really slowly, and it just silence, and then Mary just goes, mm, women. But she's crazy, but, yeah, come for me, and I'll send Jesus after you. But they, at length, discussed Mary in the first episode because some insensitive things were said about Jenny, uh, one by Mary about like just saying like oh I love like it was something about like either I love your beautiful she said slanted eyes or something which is it's not a nice thing to say because it has to do with that and then Mary was like I didn't know and I'm not the expert to discuss this but I was like it's not and then Jenny said well anyone can be racist Andy and of course we found <laughs> as we've come to know and Bravo came to know they had to even put a disclaimer on the reunion to say, like, this was all shot before all those internet posts that Jenny had surfaced because she posted a fuck ton of very hateful, racist things all over her Facebook. And it's like, you guys, you knew, but we also could have edited a lot of this down. And back in the day when Lisa Vanderpump didn't show up to her reunion when she quit the show because <laughs> she had to deal with lying about Puppygate in the infamous goodbye, Kyle season. But I feel like we didn't discuss Lisa and her wrongdoings at length. I, and I could be wrong, but I was just like, I don't think it's appropriate to discuss this topic with uh, no one that's like, you know, with a bunch, frankly, with a bunch of white women and then what, Jenny? And like just Mary wasn't there to represent herself. And also no one that was African-American was there to represent that side of everything that was going on and they went, cause they went pretty deep into that. And I was like, this feels really inappropriate to me. And it doesn't like they were, it was these points validly came up on the show, but I was like, this is not the way to navigate this. And I was uncomfortable. And that was just episode one of the reunion, but we got to episode three and it's like, are we going to discuss the Jen Shaw of it all? Which we do eventually. Uh, and Jen Shaw, I'm going to say this. I'm shocked that, like, I'm like, I don't know how you can be, like, you are, like, what's your court case? It got moved to the 22nd, or, no, wait, it got moved to, like, June, maybe? I don't know. It's, 
it's been moving all around. I cannot keep track of all these Bravo. <laughs> Bravo is just becoming like, like, let's just start filming the reunions at prisons, basically. That's what it is. <laughs> but if you do want people that can keep track of all these Bravo court cases and crimes and all of that, um, there's a podcast. I think it's called The Bravo Docket. If I'm wrong about that, I will put it in the description of this show. But I believe it's the Bravo docket, and it's these two women. They're uh, lawyers or attorneys. I, they're, or maybe is that both? Is that tomato tomato? One and the same? There's, <laughs> there's got to be some sort of difference between an attorney and a lawyer. But, but they're very. They research. It's such a like well informed. Like they walk you through the episodes on so many of like just so much of the Bravo world, and it's so well done. So if you want to get all the details about that, like they have the Erica Jane. They even have like Frank Catania Sr., like his stuff. They have, oh, they have the, um, who's the doctor on OC right now? Uh, I feel like she shouldn't be on the show. The one that got drunk at Heather's house. Oh, God. Is her name Jen, too? We have a lot of Jens. It's too many Jens in the kitchen. Too many. But she has some stuff on her, and they did an episode on her recently, and I was like, ooh, girl. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, so Salt Lake, we did get to the Jen of it. I mean, we didn't need, this did not need to, we did not need a three-parter. I, I don't know when, did the three-parters come up within Beverly Hills after the Erica Jane season? Like, we had a three-parter and it was supposed to be for just this one city, this one-time thing, you know, like, like unprecedented. We've never had a three-part reunion and it's like, we don't need it for everything. Like, I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. Like, do we, we don't need it. And they just kind of dilly-dallied through the whole... To me, I was like, this is dilly-dallying. Like, they went really hard on Lisa in, in the reunion part two. Which Whitney and Heather... Bad weather. Whitney and Heather, bad weather. You guys are out to get me. I was angry. I was in a rant. I love Lisa. <laughs> always and forever. <laughs> I dedicate that I love you. Always forever, near and far. And per usual, I know that I'm a big housewife jinx. So it's like, now that I've said, I love Lisa, it's, I'm sure she's going to do something problematic this week, or maybe already has as I'm recording it. Who knows? It's Bravo, so it's anyone's ballgame. <laughs> anyone's ballgame, except for me. But we all win when we do. <laughs> we all win when we accept defeat. But uh, the only interesting question that was asked that I thought last night, like, I was like, oh, that's a good point. But someone asked, hey, Jen... Why is Coach Shaw not getting, or it was kind of like towards Bravo, but also Jen and Coach Shaw, but like, why is Coach Shaw not getting the same treatment that Erica Jane has gotten? Because like, he reaped the benefits of these alleged crimes. Uh, and they answered their way out of it, and in a good way. It made sense, because he was like, my wife's been working, we've been together 20-something years, we've always been working before this, I, like... They, you know, it's like they kind of went through just the list of jobs that he's had. Like, it's not, he's not like some, no offense to Juan Dixon, but he's not like coaching high school sports or whatever. And I know Juan has moved on and gotten, he's doing much, all sorts of things. And he was a very talented athlete. So no shade there. But it, like, he's like, I'm not out here coaching like a little league team. I'm coaching, like, I'm a, like for like a D1 basketball team. Like they were at the Rose Bowl. Oh wait, is it for a football team? Oh my gosh. Salt Lake would kill me. <laughs> I even spent Christmas in Utah, in Salt Lake, so, so I am, I'm so sorry, Salt Lake. 
But I know that like the team went to the Rose Bowl this uh, this year, so it's like that's it's not a joke. Um, but yeah, I'm like I'm like, how did Jen Shaw, who is, you know, has to go to court, is like for like felony charges? I'm like, how did she come out as possibly my favorite? <laughs> like she's she's on point. And even like at the end, <laughs> Andy was like, so Jen, any final words or something? And she was like, well, I would have gotten away with it if Meredith hadn't ratted me out to the feds. And then she was like, I'm just kidding. And I was like, I love that. <laughs> but I don't know. It is, it's daunting and scary that, I mean, she could be sentenced up to 50 years in prison. And that's terrifying to me. And I don't know what's true and what's not. I have, I'm smart enough to look into things. And maybe I don't want to know the truth because that truly is terrifying. I didn't like, I don't, I want my housewives to just be, <laughs> There's the drama, but I don't know. It's you do have to keep in mind this is this is it's someone's life, and I will never forget seeing that episode when the arrest happened. That, like the way that they had guns pointed in her son's face, and that is a teenage boy, and I can't imagine. And thank God they had the security cameras, and thank God the camera, like the Bravo cams, went there too, because it's like I don't know what could have happened. And just thank God nothing worse happened that day because I just can't imagine. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. But I'm just, look, I already can't wait for season three. But please, we don't need a three-part reunion unless we need it. We'll know if we need it. How about that? Because you're abusing the three-part reunions and you're abusing your audience, bravo. Shame, shame. A plague on both your houses. So last but not least, I'll cover OC, Orange County. The original. So this week, this week was silly. It was kind of a silly episode. Last week we had Jen and her husband, Dr. Jen, and her husband, Rain, Ryan, Ryan, but he spells it Rain. I don't know. It's very difficult to spell or to say, but they went to the DeBros because Heather wanted to help out because their marriage is on Rocky their marriage is rocky. They're going through a hard time and she doesn't want them to get a divorce. So come over and have dinner with Terry and I and some other strong couples, etc. And so, okay. Basically, Heather invited Dr. Jen over to pump her full of alcohol and embarrass her and make her husband uncomfortable, which, hey, Terry, Heather, you did a great job of that last week. And it was really funny. I will say that it was some good old fashioned messy bravo messy bravo just disaster of a dinner party and if anyone knows how to do that if anyone knows how to try to get someone drunk in a predatory way it's certainly the ladies of oc because i had a full flashback to tamra with gretchen way back in the day going like we're gonna get her naked wasted on camera like when tam ugh. when tamra like did that to gretchen and got her like completely out of it and like had her son go hit on gretchen it was disgusting but so basically like yeah Terry and Heather, and Terry was like, so you don't drink? So what, do you do drugs? Were you an alcoholic? So you're gonna do that, do this, you gamble, you do that? Like, what's your, and it's like, Terry, aren't you a doctor? Like, should you really be pushing the drinking thing? Like, maybe he just doesn't want to drink right now. He's, he's like, no, I just don't like drinking. And he also was like, like, before he and his wife, who clearly, I mean, they they are out of love. Like, he's checked out, right? Reen is ready to go. Reen, can I just call him Reen? Reen. Because it's like Ryan, but it's spelled R-Y-N. Or it's like a weird, I don't know. It's 
It's one of those things where it's like, hey, I'll call I'll, I'll call you by your name. <laughs> I'm not going to eat the peach, but I'll call you by your name. I'll call I'll, I'll try my best to say it how you want it said. I don't know the reasoning behind it, but I'll whatever you want, dude. But he didn't want to go to this dinner. He doesn't like to even wear a shirt. And he was like, can I bring the dog? Because he loves carrying his little chihuahua. And they're like, uh, no, you don't bring dogs to dinner. And I was like, um, yes, you do. Like, lest we forget and rest in power, Jiggy, Lisa Vanderpump's dog, who went everywhere. Jiggy has eaten night or had eaten nicer meals than me off of nicer fine china than I will ever get to experience in my life. So I was like, it wouldn't be that crazy to bring a well-behaved small dog, which is what their dog seems like. But yeah, so that little dinner party from hell. And I heard somewhere that one of those couples is like super involved in some sort of like horrible, like what are those bad companies where it's like a pyramid scheme eventually or essentially, but it's called like an MLM or something like that. Married to medicine company. Just kidding. It's like the one Bravo show I haven't deep, deep dove into yet. But so this week, fresh off of that, we have, so Heather is taking, Heather Dubrow is taking her children to go visit uh, colleges on the East Coast in New York. And she went to, oh gosh, I should Google this. I believe it's Syracuse. Let's see, what college did Heather Dubrow go to? Yeah, Syracuse. Woo. See, I shouldn't Google. I've always got it right up there. But so she went to Syracuse and her two eldest children are looking into colleges. So they're visiting Syracuse. And she's like, oh, wow, Gina, since your head's already all the way up my ass anyways, would you like to just come with us to New York? Because your family's from New York. And Gina went, oh, my God, my parents in Long Island would love that if I visited. But first, Will you help me like clean out my closet? <laughs> it's hard to see all the clothes I should clean out from my closet because my head's so far up your ass, Heather. Okay, Gina. <laughs> so yeah, first they clean out her closet and she's like, oh my God, I have my prom dress. And Heather's like, no, no, let's, let's change out the prom dressing. You're going to, here, take this. It's from my line that I'm going to show on QVC soon. Heather Dubro is, she's gone full Lisa Renna this season. Like, there's not a thing she's doing where she's just not trying to hustle and like just make money off something else. Like she's, I don't know. I guess that fucking mansion won't pay for itself. But cause even like the couple's dinner that she had to try to save Dr. Jen and Reem's marriage. Uh, I believe that like at the time her and Terry, Dr. Debro, were trying to push some sort of like couples therapy show that they were going to host. And I'm like, I cannot think of, I can't think of a worse, a worse couple to guide me through a difficult time with my significant other. I cannot think of one. Although oddly, I do think that Heather and Terry make an amazing couple. Like they truly, it seems like I'm like, oh, they found each other. Like that's like Heather could only be with a Terry and Terry could only be with a Heather. Like they, but I just think they kind of won the lottery with each other. And also, I mean, financially, but also just as he, like, they just mesh like it's, they both are into that same thing. But I, that doesn't mean just because they looked out doesn't mean that they can give us like real time advice and help others, which was very much proven during that dinner because that was it was cringe, but it was amazing TV that dinner last week. Highly recommend if you missed that episode, go back. You're going to cringe and you're going to be like, oh, disgusting because they're just like rich and snooty and awful people. 
but it's like, ugh. It just took, it was very old school housewives. It was like cringy, but just in the best way. I was like, what's next? Like, I was like, are we going to show, cut to one of their bathrooms and have like Tamara and Eddie like hooking up in the bathtub with rose petals? Because I, maybe it's just me, but I'm still, I'm scarred by that scene every, to my core still. It's years later and like at least, at least once a month I remember it, that scene of Tamara and Eddie in the bathtub and I'm like, ugh. I go, ugh. <laughs> Yikes. But so, Aside from that, they clean out her closet, and then they go on this trip to Syracuse to visit New York, blah, blah, blah. And at the same time, it's then uh, Shannon has the women over. Shannon, I'm Shannon. I'm not upset. I'm not upset. Hey! I'm not <laughs> Love my Shannon. But has Emily, Noella, and Dr. Jen over to, like, she's like, I'm going to teach you how to cook. I'm so, I'm so surprised that a lot of these women don't know how to cook, which frankly, I'm surprised by that too. It's, I'm shocked all the time by that because like, is that supposed to be cute or like chic to be like, I don't know how to cook. Cause I'm not expecting, I'm not expecting everyone to be in a garden, my queen. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, you have to be able to throw down. It's not Bobby Flay in the kitchen, but like, you know, like, no, like, I don't know when it became cool to be like, I don't know how to do basic things like care for myself. Like laundry, don't know how to do it. Cooking, don't know how to do it. Tee And it's like, what? Like just, you know, to be able to make like some spaghetti and like a chicken breast and some sauce or something. Like just, how do you live in the world? Like I guess you just go out to eat all the time or you just have someone else that cooks for you. I like, because again, I'm not saying you have to like, I love, I don't know, I grew up with that when I've, I basically, I, I call them my second family, but that lived across the street from me, but that, the dad in that family just throws down in the kitchen. And like, I learned so much just from being in the kitchen with him growing up all the time, like about how to pick out the right steak and the marbling and things like that, all those things. But even just for just simple cooking, like, you know, I, it's like when you're cooking for yourself, it's kind of boring. So like, I don't, I can go and have fun in the kitchen, and I truly, it's, if I'm watching TV, aside from the, the laundry list of shows I just listed from Netflix and Hulu, which kind of, like, changed my life in terms of how I consume TV, but before that, it was truly just, I was either watching, like, E, like, as an E entertainment network, but this was, like, back in, the, like, the Girls Next Door days, or Bravo, or Food Network, and that's it, so it's, like, I love cooking shows and things like of that nature I can definitely like get in a kitchen and handle it but I'm also like you don't know like like do you know how to make coffee like can you, like how do you like seriously how do you wake up and just like you don't know how to make anything but anyway so Shannon invited them all over to teach them how to make it was some sort of like shrimp food because then like Dr. Jen makes a giant deal of her shrimp being raw and Noella's like oh of course that's the one that I need <laughs> Noella who <laughs> I think Noella seems very polarizing this season. Tell me if I'm right. Tell me if I'm, tell me, tell me if I'm right. Tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Before I started recording this episode, I was afraid. I was like, oh, I'm alone. Will I be, well, can I fill up the time? And it's like, yeah, you can fill up the time. It's been like two hours of me talking to a wall, <laughs> like a crazy person. I'm sure my neighbors love me. No, but it's noon on a Monday. This is a very respectful time to be doing this. And I'm not that loud, I promise. Not J-Lo in here. Not getting loud. But Noella, though, 
very polarizing. A lot of people have said they don't like her. I love her in terms of she is an agent of chaos, and I love it. I just love just the chaos. Like, please, 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 Bravo. I think there's been rumors that they're not going to have her back for another season, but I really want let's just let this flower grow. I want it. I want more. And, and again, I've always said, I always say this, uh, one of my biggest philosophies when watching Bravo or really any reality TV, a lot, this came into play a lot with Vanderpump Rules back in the day, but bad people make good TV. So a lot of times when I'm saying, oh, <laughs> sometimes I have a favorite housewife that I'm truly like, I stand them. Like I'm, they're a good person. Like I'm here, here for it. Love it. I root for them. But sometimes when I'm like, oh, I love them, it's not always, it's like, I love them because they're making good TV. You know, it's like, I'm not looking for, Housewives is not a TED Talk. I'm not looking for inspiration. It's not an aspirational life. I think we've seen time and time again. It's very gilded, you know, it might look beautiful on the outside, but it's not always, I don't know that I want to be in that. But, but so, but with Noella, she's just, it's just pure chaos. I think she's like chaotic good, chaotic good. Or, I don't know, I don't think, like, I don't think she's ever has bad intentions. It's just chaos is everywhere that she is. And she reminds me of, like, one of those, the thing that, like, uh, outside of, like, a car car sales lot, <laughs> used car lot, but, like, that, the blow-up machine that, like, flails around. Those, they have a real name. It's a thing, uh, Sweet D does it on It's Always Sunny. Like, she does a really, Caitlin Olsen, the actress, does a really good impression of them. And she always does it on It's Always Sunny. But I'm like, Noella is that. Or I think I saw a tweet, too, of someone that was like, Noella looks like she's in a constant state of falling down a flight of stairs. And I was like, that's funny. But, but also gorgeous to look at. Like, geez. Is she a model? Was she a model before a housewife? I'm going to do a background check. I'm going to look into that. But so we have Noella and Emily and Dr. Jen. But Dr. Jen leaves early because Rain is leaving or packed up, whatever. And they're going through. They're blatantly probably going to like get a divorce. Because I think he was like, uh, before, like, I think since we're married, you should, like, sign over that house that you own in Hawaii over to me owning it, too. Even though it's, like, this house in Hawaii that this billionaire that she was dating before gave to her. But I'm like, uh, I think he's like, let me collect on that house before we get divorced. So, Dr. Jen, don't sign that over. Don't. You in danger, girl. You in danger. And sorry, I know I'm going kind of out of order. Essentially then, like, the women at the, at Shannon's, I'm going out of order because I want to concentrate hardcore on New York, like, on the, on Heather and Gina going to New York. Like, I, it's because the editing of it, it's kind of just these two giant things going on at once. Like, that's the bulk of the whole show. It's just the New York trip, and they keep cutting back to this, like, learning how to cook party with Shannon. And Emily's like, oh, I didn't know that we'd be learning how to cook. I didn't know that I'd have to cook the meal myself. And it's like... Yeah, what did you think? Like, it's a learning how to cook party. Which is odd, because Emily's... I feel like Emily's usually pretty, like, more logical and, like, level-headed. And it's like, I don't know, it just seemed, like, out of character for her to be so, like, ugh, you know, like, ugh, I have to cook the food. Okay, Shannon. And I was like, that doesn't seem on brand. I'm like, like, usually you're my down-to-earth girl that's just bringing turkeys into saunas, etc. But whatever. Uh, and yeah, so then at the end, they like wind up skinny dipping in the pool and <laughs> Archie's out in the pool. Give me, I was like, well, as soon as I saw Archie, Shannon's beautiful, but he's a golden retriever, but in the pool, and I was like, oh, dog's going in the pool. 
It's it's like in like plays and stay like it's, if you see a production and there's a glass of water, it's gonna get thrown. If you see a gun somewhere, it's gonna be shot. Like it's that's how it works. I'm like if you see Archie by the pool or anywhere that he's not supposed to go, he's going into it. And so Archie jumps in, and they're like drinking tequila and skinny dipping, and it's fun. It's silly. And Shannon goes in with her like chef coat on and her hat, but like bottomless, and it's it's silly. It's cute. It's fun. And Emily, oh another. To just to rev up the storyline for next week, because this is all gonna come in. Because OC, like the first episode tricked us, because I was like, oh, maybe it's gonna be strong this season. And it's like, nope. The OC is the no C. Because we aren't gonna see anything. But apparently, the big thing is gonna be that, like, that Shannon's jealous of Gina and Heather's friendship, because Emily was like, oh, uh, yeah, like, are you jealous of the friendship? And then, like, Shannon was like, no. And I think Gina. Little Miss Gina needs to put a pin in it. And she keeps saying, put a pin in it. <laughs> and she, honestly, I think Gina does need to put a pin in it. Because we were, it's like, uh, you're doing great right now. And I'm happy to see you doing so great. But one, it's pretty pathetic how much you are, like, just clinging to Heather because she has money. And it's like, I'm sure it is, it's great to go on a private jet. I'm sure. And I'm sure it's great to eat at these nice places and all that stuff. And But it's like, you can't just... It's not a good look to just go for the money that, like, clearly Gina can be bought. And we know that because we even have a flashback to when Gina was going through a hard time. And, like, Shannon took her out on a fun trip. And they, like, went shopping. And Shannon was so generous with her and, like, was very... She seemed to be there emotionally for her as well. But she was very there. But Shannon was like, I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. <laughs> and Shannon gives jealous vibes kind of at any given time towards anything. But I think she's just going through... She's, I don't know. I root for Shannon, but she's just kind of always frazzled and you can, you can see exactly where to poke her to get her going, you know? So Emily's setting that up, blah, blah, blah. And then, so we're on this trip to Syracuse University and Heather's like, oh, like, wow, just driving through here. I can remember it all. And Gina's like, oh my God, like you remember it? Like, you know where we are right now. That's crazy. And I was like, you mean it's crazy that she's in a place that she spent four years at and can recognize it? <laughs> that would be like, <laughs> I don't know, like I grew up going to Rehoboth Beach and if I like drove a friend there and was like, oh, we're, like, oh wow, I just, so many memories from Rehoboth Beach. And like, you remember Rehoboth Beach? Like you remember, like you know where we are right now? Like you remember all of this? That's crazy. And it's like, what's crazy? Like, it's crazy that I haven't gone full senile and don't remember everything. It's like, yeah, I remember that. Or if I was walking around George Mason, where I went to college, I would be like, yeah, I can remember it. Although for Syracuse is much more uh, kind of built up and like solid, whereas Mason, right before I attended that school, made it to the final four and got like a bunch of money for their basketball team. And like, they've literally like fully redone a lot of the campus. It started as like a commuter school. It was actually rich history. It's, it was a it started kind of like as an extension college or whatever you call that, but where you're doing it from like, like by proxy of a different school, but from UVA, but it's in Fairfax, Virginia, not in Charlottesville. So it's farther out, but way, way back. If you look into the history of it, I don't know why I'm telling you guys, everyone has tuned out at this point, <laughs> everyone, except for the alumni association of Mason, who I'm never going to donate to. You made me take a radio course where I learned how to do radio on cassette tapes on cassette tapes. It was 2010. You made me learn radio on cassette tapes. It's not helping me right now. That's why I have an iPhone from 2016 and why I can't figure out how to get a proper podcast music intro. It's you, Mason. It's always been you. 
but I can remember everything about it. But they've changed. They've done like a whole overhaul. They're getting, they're getting all the filler, and all the Botox, all the filler. They knocked Thompson Hall down, down, off with its head. But so they're at Syracuse. Heather goes back to her old sorority house, and there's like a "Welcome back, Heather" sign with like, and she's like, "Oh wow," and just like, she's just like, just going, you know, talk of the town. She's there. She records one of her podcast episodes there, like, which, and she has a full setup and, like, a full audience, and I was like, so Syracuse is just, they're like that? And I was like, I guess the DeBros are giving heavy donations. Um, the campus looked beautiful, though. Gorgeous. And, um, yeah, then they fly to New York City to visit with Heather's mother, and also they have Jean as parents come in from Long Island. And they go to Tao, which is funny because Heather's mom was like, let's meet up anywhere. I just don't like sushi or something like that. And then she's like, okay, we'll go to Tao, which is one, it's like a chain, but very, very fancy. But it's like, that it's sushi, I think, I believe, right? Let me look up a menu while I talk, while I'm doing this. I'm so sorry. You guys all have everything. I just never know where my brain and my mouth are going to go. So it's just like, I just, I start talking and I'm like, oh wait, I would like to know the menu. Let's see. Tao New York menu. But there's like there's one in there's one in LA, there's one in Vegas. Like Tao, it's a very like it's a thing. I don't know. Tao Uptown. Official site of Tao Uptown, New York City. Anyway, I mean I'm still gonna keep clicking towards the menu. But so we get to meet everyone's parents. A la carte. But yeah, it's like, it's, okay, pot stickers, spring roll, one of the small plates. Jeez, $12 for shishito peppers, okay. Side note, do you, do you all like shishito peppers? I feel like, I think it was just like a few years there where everyone that I was around always just was ordering shishito peppers, and I was like, enough, enough. <laughs> I stood up like Taylor Armstrong, and I went, enough, enough, enough shishito peppers. But yeah, so it's very, like, it's all Asian fare. Like, it sounds delicious, but her mother said blatantly, like, that she really didn't want that kind of food. So that was just funny, being there. But we sit down. We're with Heather's mom, Heather, Gina, Gina's parents, and then the two, um, Heather's children, her two, her two eldest, who purposely don't sit near their grandma, and I love that. They sit, like, so far on the table away, and grandma's like, oh, I thought I was sitting next to them. And they're like, nope. No, you are not. <laughs> and I like that. Boundaries. Healthy boundaries. But we see exactly where Heather gets all of her Heatherisms because her mom, I'm so sorry to say this because it's I, I want to have respect for my elders and for mothers. Shout out moms. But she was just, her behavior was heinous. <laughs> and like, as a human, as someone who's worked as a waitress for many years, I was just like, this is horrible. Because immediately like when the uh, server comes to just take drink order. She's like, well, first things first. This is how you set a table properly. And she had rearranged, I guess, like the, the way the silverware was out was not to her liking. And it's like, okay, like you didn't have to say that to the certain, that's not, I don't know. If, I don't know the back of house or like the side work for Tao restaurant. Maybe I'll try to get a job at the Los Angeles one just so I can find out the side work. I'll do some real research. I'll do some gonzo journalism 
I'll insert myself into Tao LA and get in there and find out. But it's like, that's so rude. So off the bat, you know that this, this poor waitress is like, fuck my life. And then she orders, what did she, oh, she orders a martini. I want a martini straight up lemon twist. And I feel like a martini, and she's like, at a dirty martini. I thought that straight up meant, oh no, she's like, I want it very dirty with a twist. And I'd have to look back at this, but I'm pretty sure if you order a martini straight up, it means with a t twist. Or, oh no, martini straight up. Yeah, so with a straight up, hmm. I just feel like if you do straight up, it usually comes with a lemon, I believe. And usually that means it's not so much dirty because dirty is just you put the olive juice in there as well. Like, you know, more than a splash. So I just feel like a lot of olive juice, usually you have the olives as the garnish for a dirty martini. And with a twist is less olivey and it has a lemon twist. So a dirty martini with a twist. I don't know. Maybe it's, let's get, let's get James Bond in here to correct me. Daniel Craig. Everyone welcome to the podcast. Daniel Craig to correct me on this. Oh, except for not Daniel Craig. Cause he's, wasn't his whole thing is like, now James Bond drinks Heineken's. And it's like, okay, all right. But, but anyway, she was very particular about her drink order and was a fucking psychopath. But, and then Heather was like, oh, it's so embarrassing being with my mom. She's terrible, awful to be with. And she's like, anyways, I would like, and then like orders it to like, tequila with a lot of limes served in a wine glass. I goes like, so you order like a crazy person too. And then Jean is like, wow, they order way different than my family. My family usually just orders like, Hey, do you have a nice bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon? And if not, like, then even if they bring a Merlot, you know what? We'll drink it. It's whatever. And it's like, okay, we get, got it, got it. And then they just have a weird dinner. And, like, Heather's mom is like, you know what? You've raised a good girl. I can tell. You've raised a good one. You should be proud. You can be proud. And But she said it in such a weird, condescending way. It was just all very bizarre. It was bizarre, and I didn't, li I didn't like it one bit. But then they do, they do have this fun, like, last segment with Gina and Heather in New York, just out on the town, two gals, and it reminded me so much, like, I know, like, with licensing, you couldn't possibly do this, but it reminded me of the opening of Laverne and Shirley, and I was like, I wish they could play the, the we're gonna do it. I won't sing the song. Maybe I'll play it as I close out. The, oh, I want to sing it, but you guys, my voice. I'm a podcaster and not a singer for a reason. If I sang the song, you go, who sings that song? Let's keep it that way. But it's them just going out and about. And like. And Heather has said herself that she has like fake versions of her real purses because she doesn't want like them getting messed up when she wears them out, which I also, I'll never understand that. Because <laughs> like, a lot of housewives and I guess just rich people in general do this, but they're like, oh, I own the real one. But then when I go out and about, I wear the fake version of the real one that I own because I don't want the real one to get hurt. And I know, like, for a Birkin bag or a Hermes bag, it's, like, there's a waiting list, and those actually do appreciate in value. So I can get, like, leaving a Birkin bag on the shelf at home. I would leave it in a case because, like, those are, like, that's, like, having gold bars. Like, those are only going to go up. <laughs> like, Birkin bag. It's specifically Hermes Birkin bag. Like, those ones, I get it. But the other ones, I'm, like, isn't the point of a bag to wear it? Like, even if it is Chanel or all of those. 
But I only say this because it cuts to them like they're walking through the street and just like being giggly or crazy and they're drinking champagne from the bottle and super lit and like carrying around slices, getting a slice of pizza. Can I have a slice? I'm in New York City. It's me. I've made it, mom. And but they're like walking and like the slice of pizza is like all over her like Chanel. It's either a Chanel bag or like a Chanel fanny because I know fanny packs are really in right now. I'm actually wearing a fanny pack right now. Brag. It's a North Face one, brag. But the like pizza's just all over her Chanel and they're like, they do just look giggly and cute and it's fun. And then she like drops, like something falls off of her purse or something and it's a $20 bill. The camera like zooms in and it's like, oh, that's Heather for you. She's carefree and reckless. It's the city guys, it's me. It's me, it's somehow when I get to the city, I just turn into Eliza Minnelli and it's crazy. I just can't keep my pizza straight. That means now I want to go to New York though. I love New York and I do. I always go get a slice and a bagel. Mm. I need to look that up. The last time I was in New York, whew, last time I was in New York, I had like one of the best bagels I've ever had in my life. I think I'm going to go find the picture of that and I'm going to post it to the Instagram because I need to. Unless, oh gosh, I think the, I was with a friend in New York who was like doing a film festival thing that might be on their phone. And I think it would be, I guess it would be kind of weird to like text someone out of the blue and be like, hey, remember that picture of a bagel that we took in New York? Like how we took a picture of that everything bagel with cream cheese, like cream cheese and locks in New York in like 2018 or 19? No, 2018. That would be weird to be like, so what is that? Five years ago. Oh my God. I actually might text the person. <laughs> Hey, remember when we were in New York like five years ago and we had that really amazing bagel and I made you take a picture of it? Can you send me that picture? It's not weird, right? Anyways, hope you're doing well. Hope, hope this message finds you well. How's the last half of a decade been for you? Doing great. Anyways, send me that picture of a bagel that we took a picture of five years ago across the country. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, so that brings us to an end for this week. Thank you all for listening. And I'm going to continue to, you know, streamlining, getting the whole beat down, getting to know how to use the proper music, figuring out how to use that music without getting sued by Leanne Rhymes and all of that. So thank you for listening. Uh, see you next week. Bye.